your heart Christ say Whoa. let the army sing everybody say Come on, let's all lift our hands right there. Go ahead and worship your Savior, your Savior today. Go ahead and lift up your hands. Open up your heart. Open up your mouth and just worship your risen Savior that's given you the victory on today. Come on, take a moment and worship him today. Glorify his holy name. Come on, oh, let's magnify the Lord together. Come on, let's glorify his holy name. Father, we honor you. We adore you. We lift you on high today. You're greater and you're stronger than sin. Jesus, you are awesome in this place. We magnify, we lift your name on high. We glorify you. You are holy so we can be holy. We give you the glory today. Now I just desire for everyone in this room, let's just put sickness, let's put disease, Let's put Satan and let's put hell on notice that we have the victory today by giving God your greatest shout in here today. Come on, give God your greatest shout. Hallelujah! Come on, you can do better than that. Hallelujah! Come on, we have the victory. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Well, before you're seated today, I just want to say I believe we have the best music department, choir, praise team, worship and creative arts in the entire United States of America. Come on, can we encourage them today? Awesome job today. And, and what you all don't know, I didn't have enough time in the first service to share these things. They literally rehearse at a office location that you can put inside of this room. It's that small. And say so they don't even get a chance to rehearse on this stage and at this location. So they do these events and these uh, rehearsals offsite and the grace of God comes on them to present it to you all and it comes across seamless. Of course, I give God all the glory for that, but it's also a tremendous credit to the grace and talent that's on their lives. Lisa and Bernard, uh, they did an excellent job putting this together on today. We can give both of them. Of course, they didn't do it by themselves. There's a lot of people that helped them behind the stage and, and back there in the booth and cameras that helped them put that on. And also, folks, we don't really give them a budget to do this. They do this on a limited budget because, of course, we're saving all of our resources for where we're going. But I've got good news for you. 
next year they'll get a, a big budget because this is our last resurrection service in this building. So we thank God for that. But I just wanted to take a moment. The praise dancers, they put so much work in uh, just to present this to you all. Uh, I would be remiss to not take extra time today to thank them for all the time, effort, energy, prayers, rehearsals that they put in. And listen, folks, they don't get paid to do that. They do that simply because they love God. They volunteer their service to God. And so, Father, I just pray that you would bless them supernaturally, a hundredfold, Father, even though monetarily they didn't get paid to do this. But, Father, you certainly can reward them in multiple ways, monetarily, spiritually, physically, in their families, their jobs, whatever it is that they're doing in life, Father, whatever their role was today, bless them immensely and show yourself that you are a rewarder to those who serve you with pure hearts. That is my prayer for them today in Jesus' name. And my prayer for this service today, Father, in the brief moments that we'll have together is that your anointing will be sufficient. It will remove every burden and destroy every yoke. Not one person will walk out of here today the same way that they came in. And Father, as we all come in contact with your presence today, our lives will be changed. Satan will be further defeated and Jesus will be glorified. Father, we won't take that glory from you, but we'll reflect it all back to you in Jesus' name. And everyone that agrees with that prayer shouted, Amen. Amen. Just find someone today and tell them you have the victory and then you can be seated. Just find one person today. Tell them you have the victory and then you can be seated. Praise God. I won't be before you long today. God is good. I said God is good. I said God is good. Man, I want to take you with me everywhere I go. I just love your energy and your passion. He is just pushing all my buttons today. Go with me to 1 Corinthians chapter 15. Let's look at verse 57 together. We're going to conclude our message or our series entitled Victory. Uh, in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 57, which was our foundation text, let's just remind us. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory. And if you know you have the victory right now, can you just go ahead and thank God? Come on, can you just go ahead and thank God for the victory that he's provided? And if you don't know that today, my job today is to make sure that you don't leave here not knowing that you already have victory in Christ Jesus. All you've got to do is believe that and receive that. He says, but thanks be to God who gives us the victory. So this is not something you have to work for. This is not something that you have to earn. All you simply have to do is believe that he has already given you the victory in your marriage, victory over your children, victory on your job, victory over sickness and disease. It is a gift from God and all gifts just have to be received so if you'll believe it and you'll receive it then you'll walk in the victory that he's already provided for you but there's a channel it says through our Lord Jesus Christ and so if you want lasting victory in your life if you want victory that lasts beyond your lifetime and it lasts throughout all of eternity then the channel is through Jesus because I'm here to tell you today if Jesus gives you the victory no man can ever take that away from you when God blesses you, when God opens up a door, there is no man 
that can shut that door. And so if you'll use Jesus as the channel, which is his word, find out what his word says about your situation and then have enough courage and boldness to stand on that word, declare that word out of your mouth, act on that word, then you'll see that that word will bring you to victory in every area of your life. Now, we've been talking about really three areas the last four weeks. We talked about the death and the suffering of Jesus, which was point number one. Point number two, we talked about the death, burial, and resurrection, and we looked at the why behind his coming and going through all of that on our behalf. And then we left off talking about the victory that we have received. If you're a visitor today and you have a smart device, iPad, iPhone, you're following along that way, go to the YouVersion Bible app and then just click the link section over there at the bottom right-hand corner. It says events, and then look up Linked Up Church. This entire outline is right there. It'll help you follow along with us today. It also affords you the ability to be able to take notes right along with what I'm saying because it's so important that you never believe anything a preacher tells you. It's so important. If you don't see it for yourself, I wouldn't believe anything somebody is telling me today unless they can show me in the Word of God and I see it for myself, study it for myself, know it for myself, then I can believe it for myself. Amen. All right? So that's the best way to follow along. In point number three, the victory we received, we've already learned about we've been delivered from death and hell. I want to encourage every person, believer, non-believer in here today, when you are born again, you don't die. You transition, and he's even promised us that he's taking the sting out of death. And so we won't even feel it. However we transition, we won't even feel it. Our spirit will just leave our physical bodies, and we'll go on to forever be with the Lord. And if we're still in the earth, then how many know we just get caught up to meet him in the air, to slap him a high five, come on, to meet our loved ones in the air, and then forever be with the Lord. But whichever way that goes, man, we have victory over death. We have victory over hell. If he's done nothing else for me, I'm glad I don't have to spend eternity in hell come on somebody I'm glad I get to be in heaven with God on streets that are made out of gold the gold is so transparent it's like glass a city that needs no light because Jesus is the sun in that city a city where there's no more tears no more crying no more pain no more sickness no 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 more disease folks a city where we get to rule and reign with God forever I'm so glad I've been delivered from hell anybody else glad they've been delivered from hell and so that's the first thing that we learn and we've learned in letter b that we've been given a living hope and an incorruptible inheritance folks and that living hope is our future and it's what gets us up and wakes us up every single day because we know through faith we can overcome anything or obstacle that life throws our way we know that even though the obstacles come god has already given us victory over them so if we don't have to be sad mad discouraged we might be at an all-time low but how many know we won't stay there forever as long as we keep believing God God will take us from the bottom and bring us right up to the top and then we'll look back and not even know that we even went through what we went through because when God delivers you you always come out greater than what you went through come on anybody else in here know that and can testify to that so he gives us an incorruptible or hope a living hope and an incorruptible inheritance and then last week we left off with point number c which is where we'll close today we have power and victory over the devil 
Man, listen, you don't have to run from him. We give him too much credit. You wouldn't be scared of a lion if the lion didn't have teeth. I'm telling you, the only thing the devil is is a shadow. He can't do anything to a true believer. Anybody believe that in here today? Now, we don't want to ignore his power. We just want to make sure that we operate in the delegated authority that we have, which is using the name of Jesus to keep him under our feet for the rest of our lives, okay? And so we talked about that. And then move on. Let's move on to, to point number D today. We're going to talk about we have victory over sin. I came to tell somebody today your struggling days are over. That's good news for somebody in this building. I'm talking about you can look sin right in the face and say, I'm done with you and never struggle with it another day in your life. I didn't say you wouldn't make a mistake, but it will never rule you ever again. Not a true born again believer. Go with me to Romans chapter 6. We have victory over sin. Romans chapter 6, let's begin reading at verse 1. What shall we say then? Shall we continue, which means to abide or stay in sin that grace may abound? So, you know, there's levels and layers of the grace message out here. I'm telling you, I don't want no part of a grace message that makes me feel good about sinning. Let me try. Let me try this out. I don't want no part. You know, what they'll do is they'll, they'll sin and say his grace is sufficient. That's not the Bible that I read, folks. The grace that I want drives me far away from sin and has delivered me from sin because the grace is really the goodness of God. When you realize how good God has been to you, you don't want to do anything that will hurt or harm him because he has been too good. And the greater revelation that you have about his goodness, the less sin you want to do in your life. So he says, what shall I say to these things? Shall I continue? Shall I abide? Shall I stay in? Shall I live in sin so that God's grace may abound? King James Version says, God forbid. New King James Version says, certainly not. He shall, or how shall he who has died, which means dead, sin has no longer, no, no more influence in our lives. How can that person live or be alive in sin any longer. How many of those dead people don't sin? Did anyone catch that? And what he's simply saying here, folks, is that when we became born again, our old man died. And the only way he comes back to life is you have to resurrect him. But the revelation is that the moment you receive Jesus, that nature died. What people have taught us over years is that it takes time to get everything out of your life. I'm telling you, it doesn't take time. It takes simply believing. And the moment you believe, there's enough power in what you believe to kill every ounce of sin in your life. Come on, I wish I was with some believers today that, that wholeheartedly believe that. You don't, folks, I have good news for you. You don't have to struggle with sin. Let's keep reading here. Verse 3, or do you not know? See, it's an it's a issue of what you know. It's what, how, how have you been informed? Do you not know that as many of us as were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? Talking about salvation here, and I'll prove it as we continue to read. Therefore, we were buried with him through baptism into his death. Now, we know water baptism is symbolic of the death of 
burial, and resurrection of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And if you all didn't make it out on Thursday night, man, we had a remembering the cross service where 18 people were water baptized on Thursday night. Come on, can we give God glory for that tonight? 18 people went through the process of identifying with his death his burial, and his resurrection. Well, folks, what he's saying here, the same thing happens to us as salvation. We come down to the altar a old sinner. But the moment we confess with our mouth and believe in our heart that Jesus Christ is the Son of God and that God raised him from the dead, how many know instantly that old man dies? He becomes crucified with Christ. And then let's keep reading here. He goes through another process. That body of death is crucified with Christ, right? We've been baptized into his death. Verse 4, therefore we were buried with him through baptism into death, that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we should walk in newness. That word newness there means a renewal of life. So, folks, I'm challenging what we believe today. If a person truly had a born-again experience, it is very tough to leave that altar and go back and live the same life. Based off of what we just read. Because if it's sincere, and it wasn't some kind of emotional response, but it's sincere, and I let that resurrection power enter into my heart, then, folks, I died. That old man died right there with him. And then I, I leave this place with a fresh renewal, a different outlook about life. And I see things differently. Even though there's a whole lot I still need to learn, I know the difference between right and wrong. And you never have to go back to the life you used to live. I know this to be true, folks, because I can remember when sin took me places I didn't want to go. Come on, somebody. It, it always made me stay longer than I want to stay. Come on, somebody. And I always ended up paying more than I wanted to pay. And, and I didn't have no choice. I just woke up and I, I thought about drinking on that day. And, and then after drinking, you're thinking about going to a club. And then after thinking about a club, there's got to be some females at the club. Come on, somebody. Then you need somebody to to go home with after the club but I'm telling you the moment the first day I met Jesus Christ as my personal Lord and Savior I have never been back in a club I've never had alcohol touch my lips again and the next woman I slept with was my wife on our wedding night you cannot tell me that there's not enough power in the salvation experience to deliver you from sin once and for all Come on, if I had some believers in here today, come on, help me minister to these people today. Come on, anybody else in here free from sin? Glory to God. Let's keep reading here. Let's keep reading. If we'll believe it the way it's written, we can live it this way. Verse 5, for if we have been united together in the likeness of his death, certainly we also shall be in the likeness of his resurrection, knowing that our old man nature was crucified with him, that the body of sin may be done away with, watch this, and that we should no longer be slaves, which means serve or be in bondage to sin. Verse 7, for he who has died has been freed from sin. Folks, I cannot make it any more plain than that today. If you're struggling with sin, it's because you want to. Come on, 
Let me try this side over here. I, I, I'm looking for support right here. Not, not. I said, if you're struggling with sin, you're a born-again believer. I'm not talking to the lost today. I'm talking to believers in this moment. If you're struggling with sin, it's because you want to. You mean to tell me there was not enough power in that resurrection? Come on, somebody. To deliver you from sin? Go with me to Romans chapter 8. Let's look at it another way. Romans chapter 8. When you get there, say amen. Let's look at it another way. Somebody say, I'm free from sin now. Now all you got to do is act like it. It's really all you got to do is believe that. I can remember, folks, being on a college campus with a little Gideon Bible, going around to every female that I'd ever been with. I don't know much at all, but I remember going to their rooms and telling them, I'm sorry. What I did was wrong, but I've given my heart to Christ now, and I don't live like that anymore. Some of them I can remember saying, and I'm asking you, don't call me anymore. It's not anything personal against you. I'm trying to get my life together. Don't come by my apartment anymore. I need you to stay. How I many of some of them you need to tell them, I need you to stay away from me for a little while? <laughs> oh, see, see, not, not, not. Come on, somebody out here know what I'm talking about. There's a few of them. I, it wasn't no sense in even trying to play with that right there. I said, I need you. Don't even come by the place. Don't even call. Come on, anybody here know what I'm talking about? And I can remember coming home from college and telling all the fellas, I don't live like that no more. And they were like, what, you a sissy now, man? You, 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 you soft? What's wrong? You, 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 what, you switch-handed? All this kind of stuff they were saying. I said, no, man, I just love Jesus, man. And I'm trying to get my life right. Come on, somebody. I remember that. I remember that. How many of you know that's tough being 22 years old? Detroit, Michigan. Summertime. Come on, somebody know what I'm talking about. People wear less in the summertime. <laughs> Romans chapter 8. I'm telling you, folks, you don't have to smoke another cigarette. You don't have to smoke another ounce of weed. You don't have to sleep with another person that you're not married to. Come on, somebody. Come on, I'm preaching better than anybody in here saying amen right now. You don't have to struggle with food. You don't have to struggle with alcohol. You've been freed from it. Romans chapter 8, look at verse 10 and 11. And if Christ is in you, 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 fine print in the contract, conditional clause, if Christ is in you. Come on, folks, don't let somebody lie to you. If Christ is in you, then the body is dead because of sin. If Christ is in you, it's not alive to sin, the body is dead to sin. But the spirit is life because of righteousness. So now how do I know whether or not Christ is in me? What am I alive to? What do I love the most? What do I listen to the most? What do I watch the most? Who do I hang out with the most? Because if Christ is in me, then my body is dead to sin. 
Don't let anybody lie to you. If your body is alive to sin, then Christ is not in you. Hello! And I need all of the people for five seconds that know that Christ is in you to give him all the glory because your body is dead to sin. Glory to God. Come on, put hell on notice. Put Satan on notice that you've been freed from sin. Verse 11, but if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, then he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you, folks. And if you understand what you're reading right now, Satan and God cannot occupy the same space. Either the spirit of God came in you and drove Satan out of you or nothing happened in your life but an emotional response to something that you heard. But if you come into the life changing, burn-removing, yoke-destroying power of God. If you come in contact with the resurrection power of God, anything that is not like God that is in your life, the Holy Spirit will drive it out of there. It will evict it. Come on, somebody. It will kick it out. It will put a red sign up saying foreclosure. They no longer live here anymore. If the Spirit of Christ dwells in you. Letter E, we've been given great power. Anybody glad you came to church today? Come on, I said anybody glad you came to church today? Come on, for somebody in this room, this is your day. You're going to leave out of here another person. Your family's not going to recognize you. Your friends are not going to recognize you. You're going to go back to some old places and say, you know what? I don't do that no more. God has delivered me from that. I'm free from it. Now let me help you get free. Let me tell you, somebody in this room's life is getting ready to be changed for the rest of your life. I don't know who it is, but I know somebody in this room is getting ready to be changed for the rest of your life. We've been given great power. Folks, go with me to Ephesians chapter 1. We walk around and we act like we can't do stuff, do nothing about anything. Listen to me. Sickness has no right in your life. And you've been given authority over it. Listen, poverty has no right in your life. You shouldn't be every month trying to figure out how to pay bills. You should be figuring out all the money that's left over from paying the bills, how you can be a blessing to other people. Folks, that's how much power is available to you. You're supposed to have so much health going on in your body that you need to give it away and just go to hospitals and walk up and down uh, rooms and floors and just watch people leap out of beds. Come on, somebody. Lay hands on as many people as you can and watch them recover. Glory to God. Look at this. We've been given great power. Paul praying for the church in Ephesus here in Ephesians chapter 1. Let's begin reading at verse 18. And I'm going to kind of pray this over you. He prays here that the eyes of your understanding would be enlightened. What he's praying is that they would get revelation knowledge, that they'll stop seeing things with their natural eyes and that God would open up their spiritual eyes and enlighten them about what he's provided for them, that they may know what is the hope of their calling or that you would know what is the hope of his calling, what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. Watch this now. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power? That word power there is dunamis. It means miraculous ability towards us who believe. So notice that power is only available to people who believe in it. 
Let's keep reading. According to the working of his mighty power, that word power there is kratos, which means dominion and strength, which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead, seated him at the right hand in heavenly places, far above all principality and power. These are demonic forces, might and dominion, and every name that is named. Folks, if it has a name, the name of Jesus is higher than that name. It's higher than cancer. It's higher than diabetes. Come on, somebody. It's higher than what? Poverty. It's higher than lack. I don't care if it has a name. The name of Jesus is much more powerful than that name. Why don't somebody just shout that name on the count of three? One, two, three. What's that name? Jesus. Come on, one more time. One, two, three. What's that name? Jesus. Now somebody give glory and honor to the name of Jesus. It's more powerful than any. It's more powerful than crack cocaine. It's more powerful than opioids. It's more powerful than anything Satan puts in the earth. If you use that name, you can keep everything under your feet. That's what he's praying for them. Which he worked in Christ when he raised them from the dead, seated him at his own right hand in heavenly places, far above. See, he's not at the same level. He's far above. And look at verse 22. And put all things under his feet and gave him the head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him that filleth all in all. So if he has all authority over all demonic forces and he has a name that is above every name and he's the head over the church and we are the church and we're in him, then we have everything that he has. Ephesians chapter 3. Start at verse 16. Ephesians chapter 3, 16. That he would grant you a prayer here for the uh, churches at Ephesus here. According to the riches of his glory. Notice what he's praying. That they would be strengthened with might. That word might there is dunamis again, which means miraculous ability. Paul is praying that on the inside you would be strengthened even more with miraculous ability. Folks, I don't care where you work right now. You can work at McDonald's, but you can own McDonald's if you think differently. Oh, my God. I don't care what you're doing right now. You could be driving for Uber, but that's how Lyft got started. I'm preaching better than you all saying amen. Only thing I'm telling you is that you have so much power at your disposal. How much of it are you using? No sense in having a, a, a loaded weapon and you're afraid to pull the trigger. I'm telling you, you don't have, it's so much power on the inside of you. You don't have to struggle another day in your life. See, we get paid, we think about, can I make the payments? You need to grow from that. And start saying, how much would it cost to just pay cash for? That's just another level of thinking, but that's what's on the inside of you. You've got to grow in it. I'll prove it in a moment so you can release it out of you. I thank God for the 4331 Brownsville Road building. But why just own one building? Why not own the whole city? Why not lock the whole city up where can't nothing happen unless they come talk to Linked Up Church? Come on, folks, we got to think bigger. We, we got all of this available. How much of it are we using? Watch this now as we come on down the home stretch. I got my son in the service today, so I can't preach long today. That's my timekeeper right there. That boy is sharp today, too. Stand up, boy. Show him how, show him how good you look. 
That boy looked good today. We finally, <laughs> finally got that boy out of some sweatpants and some blue jeans and got him in a suit. Man, glory to God. And that's my beautiful daughter. You all don't get to see them that much. Stand up, babe. That's my beautiful daughter today. Glad to have both of them in the service. All right, let's go back. Let's get back in. Now, watch this now. He's praying this for them, that, that this would be in their inner man. They'd be strengthened. That Christ would dwell in their hearts through what? Faith. That they being rooted and grounded in love, not in your love, but in his love. It's something about when you understand how much God loves you, he will never leave you in your current situation when you know how much he loves you. If he went to that, that, that extent, folks, to kill his own son, to crucify his own son, he didn't do that so that you can struggle for the rest of your life. He did that because he loves you and he wants you to be free and walk in all the privileges that he's already provided for you. Right? So he says here, if you would be rooted and grounded in his love so that you'll be able to comprehend and understand with all the other believers what is the width, how wide God's love is, what is the length, how long God's love is, what is the depth, how deep God's love is, and what is the height, how high God's love is. There was a song when I was coming up back in the 70s, and it talked about so low you can't get under it, so high you can't get over I done brought Parliament up into the service today. But some of you all young people, you're way too young to even know. So don't even try to understand what I just said. But it's when you get a revelation, listen to me, folks, and you actually begin to, to meditate on how wide his love is, there's nothing that can get around that. When you get a revelation of how long his love is, there's nothing you're getting ready to go through that's beyond his reach. When you get a revelation of how deep his love is, you can't get low enough that he can't find you and lift you back up. Come on, somebody. Come on, you can't get low enough that he can't find you and lift you back up. And not just lift you back up, but lift you back up to a place where nobody will ever know that you were ever that low. I'm talking about a love so high that, that, that nothing can get over it. Then he says here, You'll know the love of Christ, which passive knowledge, that you'll be filled with all the fullness of God. Now unto him who is able. How many of y'all know we can go home right now? That's all you need to know, folks. Now, he didn't say you needed to be able. You need to know that he is able. So I don't care what it looks like, folks. He's able. And this word able here means to make possible. Just in case you didn't know, with God, all things are possible. Well, you don't know where I came from. I don't need to know where you came from. But if you receive Christ today, I know where you're going. Yeah. Come on, somebody. I said, come on, somebody. Come on, anybody in here know that to be true? Come on, I know what it's like to be busted, dusted, disgusted. Come on, somebody broke. Come on, somebody walking around trying to find bottles and cans when, when you can turn them in. It's before your time for 10 cents a piece. Come on, somebody. You walk around and find a dollar worth of bottles and cans, take it to the store, got too much pride to go in the store, so you ask the bums hanging out the side the store, take this in there for me, and I'll get you some Nihilators because Nihilators were 10 cents. I still had 90 cents. Come on, somebody. Gas was 79 cents. I could put 90 cent in my tank and ride for days. Come on, somebody in here don't know what I'm talking about. 
I know where God can bring somebody from if he will, if you'll just let him today. He can take you from the bottom to the top. He can take you from being a nobody and make your life into somebody. Glory to God. That's how good he is. He's able to do exceedingly, abundantly above. If you look up that phrase, it means to go way over the top. That's what I love about God. He's not in the business of just barely getting you there. God likes to go way over the top. Come on, he just doesn't want to give us Brownsville 4331. He said, I want to give you the 33 acres on the one side, the strip mall on the other side. Walk down a half a mile. mile. I got another 40 acres for you over there. I got another 33 acres on the other side of that. Come on, somebody. God always wants to go way beyond. Come on, is there any faith in this room today? Glory to God. God wants to go way beyond. But watch this. Watch this. He wants to go way beyond what you could ask or think. So notice, his ability is limited to your asking and your thinking. Some of you all, that'll hit you on your way to your car today. Did you hear what I just said? He can go way beyond, but he's limited. See, some people think I'm just not worthy. I can't ask for that. You're worthy because he said you're worthy. But you don't know what I did yesterday. I don't need to know. I know he already forgave you for what you did yesterday. Come on, somebody. Come on, don't let Satan lie to you about your past when God has given you a bright future. So he's limited, but then he's also limited by this according to the miraculous or, or power, that word dunamis again, the miraculous ability, watch this, that works in us. You see that? So he's limited by our ability to act. See, that's how we see ourselves, not how we see him. We're limited by what we think. Poverty is not a position in life. It's a way of thinking. People are poor in their thinking. Right? As a man think of in his heart, so is he. Right? And then he says it's according to the ability that works in you. That word work is a key word there. See, that, uh, matter of fact, make sure you understand what that means. It means to be active. So at some point, we got to stop being pew sitters. I knew I wouldn't get a whole lot of, we got to stop being church attenders. And we've got to have what's called active faith. You know what active faith looks like? I serve. I give. Now all the believers, don't leave me right here now. I said, you know what active faith looks like? I serve. I give. I'm available. I pray. I obey. It's active. It does not sit still. It's not sedimentary. It's always moving on from faith to faith. It finds out what God's word says, believes it, confesses it out of its mouth, and then acts on it. It's active. So what he's saying is, I can make all of this available to you, but it's limited by what you think, how you think, and how active you are in what you believe. How many of y'all glad you came to church today? Because see, somebody in this room is getting ready to go from being inactive to active in one moment. 
I said, somebody in this room is getting ready to go from being, I'm talking about believer or unbeliever. They're getting ready to go from being inactive to active. Let's close this out. Music department. In the conclusion, there are three quick things here. Number one, we must confess this great victory that Jesus has accomplished for us and walk in it. Folks, we got to get to a place where, thank God for our confessions, but I want to live in my confession and not just confess for the rest of my life. Anybody else in here want to do that, right? I just want to confess it. I want to actually live it. Number two, we should no longer live to ourselves, but unto him who died and rose again. When you realize the great price and the lift that he went to to save your life, folks, the least we can do this is, is demonstrate an appreciation and a gratitude with some level of service to him for the rest of our lives. And we have wonderful opportunity. We've got a wonderful nursery here that always needs great people to serve in it. We've got a wonderful children's church here that always, no amens, but that always needs great people to serve in it. We've got a wonderful children's church here that always needs great people to serve in it. We've got a wonderful youth department here that always needs great people. We've got great ushers and hostesses. I have a dream, folks, that they'll only have to serve for one service one time a month because we've got so many volunteers that everybody gets enough time off to spend time with their families. Come on, somebody. And there's certainly enough people to do, do that here. We've got a wonderful dream team, wonderful small groups for you to get involved in. I've got to get to a place where I demonstrate such appreciation for his death, burial, and resurrection that I no longer live to myself, but I live for the one who died and rose again for me. And then number three, we should seek those things which are above where Christ is rather than the things of the world. Let's all stand to our feet. I'm going to read Colossians chapter 3, verses 1 and 2, and I want to read it out of the Message Bible. Someone in this building is getting ready to go from being inactive to active today. In Jesus' name. Everyone stand to your feet if you're able. Colossians chapter 3, because we're getting ready to close. Colossians chapter 3. I'm reading out of the Message Bible. Point number three was we should seek those things which are above where Christ is rather than the things of the world. How do I know if I'm Christ or how, if I know, how do I know if I'm the world? What are you seeking? What are you pursuing? It's an indication of which side of that you're on. Look at Colossians chapter 3. I'll read out of the Message Bible, verse 1 and 2. So if you're serious about living this new resurrection life with Christ, act like it. Pursue the things over which Christ presides. Don't shuffle along, eyes to the ground, absorbed with the things right in front of you. Look up or get linked up. Get connected, glory to God. And be alert to what's going on around Christ because that's where the action is. See things from his perspective. And folks, I can tell you after 28 years of being saved, I used to think I was having so much fun in the world. Man, I live for the weekends. Anybody here know what I'm talking about? Man, I used to think I was having so much fun, but I always remembered waking up empty the next morning, 
few times I can remember before I went to bed, I just prayed in the toilet bowl, God, after throwing up, if you'll just let me make it through the night, I won't do this ever again until next weekend. Come on, anybody in here know what I'm talking about? Come on, I can remember just throwing, just throwing, the, uh, 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 sleeping with people that I don't know where they've been. Come on, somebody, and you just, you, you're shooting, you're throwing the dice, rolling the dice, and I thank God it never came up snake eyes. Because it could have. But God's grace was sufficient for me. I used to think, man, it's so much fun out there. But now after 28 years of being saved, 20 years of being married to one woman, raising two beautiful kids, being debt-free most of our married lives, never spending a night in a hospital, I found out that all the fun is in Christ. Come on, anybody else in here know what I'm talking about? To be married to a wife that I know will never cheat on me and for her to be married to a husband that she knows will never cheat on her such a blessing folks that's where all the fun is to be able to go on vacations every year folks Christ is, a, is so much fun Christ is life and I want to extend that life to somebody in this room today I want your faith to become active today just look up here at me for a moment if you're in this building and you don't know Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior what are you waiting on what more does he need to do I'm telling you, on the other side of your obedience is your greatest life that you've always dreamed about living. So if you're in here today and you've never made Jesus the Lord of your life by confessing with your mouth and believing in your heart that he is the Son of God and that God raised him from the grave, I want to pray with him for you. Today is your day. Don't put off to tomorrow what God is convicting you about today. Secondarily, you might say, Pastor, I'm already saved, but I just haven't been living like it. Well, listen, you can start today. Don't let Satan beat you up any longer. Don't let him take you away. The reason he's challenging you and trying to keep you out there is because he knows once you get a taste of how good God is, you'll never, ever want to go back to that again. So if you're already saved, but you've gotten away from God and you want to repent from that and come back to him today, rededicate your life. You want to come back to Christ today? I want to pray with and for you today. Thirdly, if you've never been baptized, filled with the Holy Spirit, Bible evidence of praying in other tongues. I want to pray with and for you today. And then finally, if you don't have a church home, listen, Linked Up Church is a good church, but it's becoming a great church. We're growing every single day as leaders. We promise you, my wife and I, the staff, will pray for you every single day of our lives. And every time you come in this building, just like today, our goal is to make sure that you get the Word of God and the Word of God. Only.